0: Good morning. This is Truth for the Morning, daily reflections from God's Word. I'm Elder Jimmy Hazler from New Hope Baptist Church, and I'm so glad that you join me again for this devotional time in the Word of God. We're going to again pick up in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, where Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. One of the gifts of the human condition is the ability to hunger and thirst. We don't have to eat and drink on a rigid schedule. We don't have to set alarms to remind us to drink water. We shouldn't have to be all that concerned that we will simply forget to eat enough calories to sustain our bodies and keep us from utterly starving to death. Why? From a physical perspective, We know that when we haven't had enough water, our mouths become dry. Our tongue becomes thick. We feel an intense need for refreshing, cool water to satisfy the thirst we have. When we need to eat, our stomachs begin to growl. If we truly have a caloric deficiency, we may begin to feel lightheaded and weak. Breakfast has worn off, and it's time to eat again. Hungering and thirsting for food and water is a gift. The feelings of hunger and thirst are intense. When your body's lacking a vital component for its survival, it lets you know it. That's why both of these physical desires for sustenance work so well as metaphors for the non physical realities. It is not uncommon to hear folks use both of these words to describe intense non-physical desire. One may speak of a passion to succeed in certain area by describing it as, as a hunger for this or that. Often we use the reality of thirst to describe an intense longing we feel for a certain thing. Here Jesus uses the feelings of hunger and thirst in conjunction with the need for righteousness. What is the next blessing Jesus would pronounce in his Beatitudes? Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why would Jesus say we are blessed if we hunger and thirst for righteousness? He's just spent the last three pronouncements of blessing showing us that we don't have it. We are blessed when we're poor or spiritually bankrupt. We're blessed if we mourn over our sinful condition. We're blessed if in our brokenness over our poor and sinful condition, we're brought to a place of humility before God and others, meekness. All of this points to our greatest need, righteousness. You see, left to ourselves, we have none. Left to our own sinful condition, we're void of any goodness. The prophet Isaiah said, we have all become one we have all become like one who is unclean, and our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Isaiah sixty four verse six. How does the holy God of the universe view your attempts at being good or righteous on your own? He views it like a filthy garment. In the eyes of the world, your works may be wonderful. In your own eyes, your attempts at goodness may be impeccable. However, because of your sin, your good actions are filthy before a holy God. You need righteousness, and you need a righteousness that is not your own. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians about his own experience with this very reality. He says in Philippians 3, verses 4 through 7, I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. What is Paul saying? He's saying that he checked off all the boxes of human religious attempts at righteousness. He met all the qualifications, yet he was immensely lacking. In fact, Paul uses accounting terms to illustrate that what he had considered to be gained before Christ, he has now moved into the loss column. All that he thought was going for him in terms of making himself right with God was actually loss. Jesus says, you're blessed if you deeply realize this. Why? There's a promise here. You will be satisfied. That's what Paul goes on to say. He says in Philippians 3 verses 8 through 9, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. As long as you're counting on your own goodness to please God or make you right, you will never know true righteousness. It is only when you recognize your need for righteousness that you can actually experience it. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness find it, and they find it in Christ, a righteousness that is not their own, that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ. This is the gospel, that while left to ourselves, we're destitute of any goodness, and our condition is one of spiritual death, Jesus does for us what we could not do for ourselves. You see, through the cross, God poured out all his wrath for our sin upon Christ, the spotless, perfect Lamb of God. And when by faith we trust in his finished work, God credits all his righteousness to our account. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, for our sake he made him to be sin." who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Why are we blessed if we hunger and thirst for righteousness? Until we realize our need, we never see and savor the Savior. Do you recognize your need for a righteousness that is not your own? Friend, don't go another day without trusting fully in the finished work of Christ.